This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe Jaren Hawks are with you on a Monday presented as always by BetMGM. And joining us right now, let's talk some college hoops on the ByThePhoenix.com guest line is Eric Haslam, HaslamMetrics.com. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. ByThePhoenix.com to learn more. Eric, welcome to the show. Excited to talk to you. It's a Kind of a fun time, you know. A lot of the world is focused on football, as are we. But we're, the next thing right around the corner, of course, is college hoops. And uh, we started diving in the last couple of weeks and months. Excited to have you on today. So before we get into some of the teams you like, and maybe some you don't, tell us about your site and, and kind of what you factor in to your ratings. I was I was on it earlier, and I saw offense efficiency, defense efficiency, and then mm-hmm. fingerprint, which I thought was an interesting uh, way to, to describe these. So to tell us about your site and, and how you rate these teams. Yeah, behind the scenes, it's kind of um, I, I, I went away from the old four factors that so many different analytics people use. And what I wanted to try to do is kind of divide everything up kind of as a matrix of sorts uh, based on shot performance, shot selection and shot situation. So situation, I was trying to think of a situation where um, all these different situations where teams might be more likely to have a higher scoring percentage and think about second chance putbacks. Think about. Uh, quickly scoring off of steals. I try to isolate these situations where these teams might excel, and then I try to, you know, determine how successful they are at scoring in all these situations as well. I I can pull a lot of rich information out of play-by-play data, so I can really divide things up based on three-point shooting, mid-range shooting, um, and and near-proximity shooting. So you break things up into situation, um, you know, location on the court where you're shooting and then success. And then you kind of just perform all these transitive comparisons behind the scenes. And that's kind of the, the, the meat and potatoes of Haslam metrics. Um, you talked about the fingerprint. There are some other intangible metrics I throw out there about momentum and consistency and away from home rating. So there's a whole host of, of, of metrics to, to pick through out there at haslammetrics.com. Okay. So in, in our world, uh, what, what a lot of people talk about when, uh, trying to make a wager, looking at determining a champion or a team that they think can get, get on a good run and maybe luck is on their side, things work out for them, is, is balanced efficiency. Looking for a team top 20 offensive, top 20 defensive. What matters to you? When you're looking at a team that you think is going to succeed in March, what are you looking at? And is there anything that comes to mind that a lot of people talk about, but when you dive into it, it just doesn't matter? Well, you know, I, I think the balance is kind of important. Um, I think you're looking at somebody who's going to be top 15 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. I think you definitely want to look at something like that. 
<clears throat> a lot of times momentum can play a part of it, but again, that's not a hundred percent guaranteed going to get you results. I think, you know, I think of a team like North Carolina last year, North Carolina got hot at the right time, but you remember there were people talking in late February, early March, that this North Carolina team didn't even deserve to be in the tournament because they couldn't beat a quad one team. All of a sudden they just got hot at the right, at the right time. Um, I like to look at consistency a little bit, trying to see if this is going to be a team that consistently performs the same manner. Um, that was a that was something that burned Iowa last year. Iowa was a very inconsistent team. I picked against them in round one, picking Richmond to win that game. They did, in fact, win that game. So there's a lot of different things that go into, you know, trying to pick who's going to be that final four team. But, you know, again, I always tell people, you know, these are college players. They are as inconsistent as you're going to find. Trying to, you know, map out exactly what's going to happen in March is it's, it's, it's borderline futile, but <laughs> – I mean, but there are there are certain hints out there, especially balanced offensive and defensive efficiency, which usually clue you into a successful team. Along those same lines, are there metrics that stand out or correlations, trends that you see with your metrics where a team might be a bit fraudulent or in our betting world, you know, a team we might want to fade, so to speak? It's not available right now, and it's a great question because it's something that, that I've I start dabbling with in the background, and it's not posted. But there's something called a paper tiger factor, and I may mm-hmm. end up throwing this out there sooner than later because I've had a lot of interest through my followers on Twitter saying I want to see this. And what the paper ti- paper tiger factor is, it looks at these teams that play up to the level of the opposition or play down to the level of the opposition. So you have I always think of, I'm trying to think of a fraudulent team, somebody who um, you know, has done really well. I, I, I think James Madison, I think, probably jumps to mind of a team that really beat up on, on some bottom feeders and really kind of like a, a puffer fish blew up their ratings, made them look better than they are. And then all of a sudden you play in North Carolina, you play a, a real high-quality team, and then you just fail. Um, and that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking of adding on there. I do have a metric behind the scene that, scenes that measures this. I actually tweeted it out last week and showed, I think, the top 20 at the top and the top 20 or the bottom 20. And you get an idea from that. You might be able to use that in tandem with my metrics to say, well, this team is rated 35th in the country right now, but they've gotten there by beating up on bottom feeders. If they play a quality team, they've folded like a cheap suit. So – that might be one other intangible that would probably show up in the fingerprint section of my website. Eric, you've been doing this since 2014. Site's been up since then. Have you, what have you noticed over the years? I mean, you mentioned the top 15 thing, offense, defense. Has there been anything else with your numbers that you kind of look at when the season's over and say, all right, that, that kind of was a tell, right? That was offense efficiency, defense, shot selection, a tell for a team that either goes deep into March uh, or maybe a team that goes out early. Anything you've been kind of your eyes on after eight years of doing this? Just there's always like, you know, one or two teams that usually get to the final four. You typically about one team that gets to the final four. That's just a head scratcher. And um, um, even like North, like I said, North Carolina last year, North Carolina was another inconsistent team. So another team that I said, well, as I mentioned, Iowa, I said, North Carolina is another team that I refuse to pick past the second round of the tournament, because if you're going to have a great performance, you're going to follow it up with a real bad one. You saw that last year with North Carolina, North Carolina came out of the blue and just strung together. You know, honestly, six or uh, five or six quality performances, even the championship game, they they performed admirably. Um, but, you know, I think it comes back to the balance of efficiency. I still think you need to shoot the ball, too. Um, and if you look at my site, you know, you can look at three-point attempt rate, three-point percentage. Um, I, I think that's going to give you an indication of a team that can shoot the ball. I think at some point, no matter how good your defense is, 
you're going to have to score points. And I think you've seen this with teams like Tennessee um, in the past, where if you're in, 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 you have a great defense, fantastic, but at some point that defense is not going to win you championships. You have to be able to score offensively. So I'm always a big fan of looking back at, at um, past teams that have succeeded and saying, well, what, what has been a common element? And I think shooting has been a big part of that as well. Uh, let's talk about some of these teams. We've got to go to UConn. Big story right now. Uh, through the 2020 year, they almost go undefeated. Their first loss comes on New Year's Eve there. They start off 14-0, and and now they've lost four of five. What are you seeing? What are the numbers saying? It's just a puzzle. It's like someone flipped the switch on them. And um, one of the things that's really intriguing, I, I really like on the website, is um, a couple things. One is we have a we have a metric called momentum, and what momentum does is every every game that you play gets a game performance rating, an efficiency rating of sorts. And if you click on a team on my website, you can scroll down and you can see a section called sortable schedule and results. And the far right column is something called rating. That's going to be your game rating. Um, and what's intriguing to me about uh, about Connecticut was in their first twelve games, they were twelve and zero, but eleven of them received a positive rating if you look at their last seven games six of them have received a negative rating so for whatever reason everything has gone south after that that win at butler everything has just gone the wrong direction the momentum rating i talk about is is it takes those game ratings um, from a, a rolling average of the last four to eight games and it compares them against the average for the whole season so you can imagine right now UConn is number 363 in momentum. They have the least amount of momentum, or I guess you would say the most negative momentum of any of any team in the country right now. Wow. We've got a tip-off, uh, Purdue at Michigan State, just about three hours. This should be a fun, uh, tight game. Curious what you're expecting in this matchup today. Well, right now the analytics have – Purdue by about five and a half. I don't know what Vegas has it as right now, but um, three and a half. If you, is it about three and a half? That doesn't surprise mm -hmm. me. Um, if you look at it, um, the reason I would see that is because a couple things I look at. Whenever I look at these automated game previews on my website, um, I kind of gauge, I move the spread myself a little bit based on what I see there. And one of the things I see there is that Michigan State has the advantage in momentum. Michigan State has the advantage in the away or home court advantage. A couple things when you look at the automated game preview, those are two things I look at. So if I see something, a double advantage like that, and I see the raw projection has Purdue by five, because Michigan State has that advantage in both, both momentum and court location, I tend to take that and slide it a little bit. So I would probably slide that back about a point and a half. So instead of five and a half, I'd say it's about four. So it, the three and a half that I see from Vegas makes sense to me. Eric, uh, a team I've begun to really like, Marquette. I saw they're one of the higher-rated offensive teams uh, on your ratings, maybe not quite as high defensively. Shaka Smart's done a really good job turning that thing around, and, and they look like they're dangerous as we move through the season here. What do you think about Marquette and their chances to make a run in March? Well, the offense has really improved for, for Marquette, and one of the things they have really subscribed to is the old uh, Rick Bird-Belmont philosophy of avoiding the mid-range game. And that's something that Marquette has never really done in the past. If you look at them right now, they are 338th in the country in mid-range attempt rate. And you could say, well, 338th is bad. No, that's actually a good thing. You want to avoid the mid-range game. You're not getting a lot of value from those shots in between because 
you know, first of all, it's a two-point shot. Second of all, it's, you know, when you think about three-pointers, guys are in the toes of the line. It's like shooting from the free-throw line. It's, it's, a, it's a shot you're used to seeing. But it, if you're mixing it up from an 11-foot shot to a 9-foot shot, you know, it's tough to gauge that because you're not actively practicing those. So they're avoiding those shots. And when they do take those mid-range shots, Marquette is number one in the country in mid-range conversion percentage. So that tells you that most of their shots are probably coming from very up close and they're converting them at a high rate. That's something that Marquette has done a lot better this year versus last year, and that's a reason, a key component to why they're number four in the country in offensive efficiency. Uh, what about home court? I always have a tough time with that. And a lot of times you'll see, oh, what a surprise. Uh, you have the, such a big upset team at home and in a conference game ends up winning. But a lot of times that team was actually favored to win uh, the, yeah. that game out in Vegas. How, how do you look at uh, home court and how, how it changes and, and how many teams have a great home court compared to some others? Not so much. Well, I think a great example, and, and again, we talk about these intangibles, um, and I think you kind of use these intangibles. And a lot of people said, are those intangibles baked into the projections? And in, the most, ca- in most cases, the answer is no. When I talk about momentum and, and consistency, they're not baked into the raw projections. Um, away from home, our away from home rating is not baked in as either. We use an advantage, but it's an across, it's a blanket home court advantage that we use for every single game. Now, do certain teams have bigger advantages over others? Absolutely. In my opinion, I think Duke would be one of them. Rutgers would be another one. So those are two teams that have always risen to the top in that particular metric. They actually rise, go to the bottom of the away from home metric because you're looking at teams that perform the best away from home. Uh, but the team this year that is just crazy like that is going to be Bradley. If you look at the Bradley Braves, you talk about a team that is a lost puppy away from home this year. The Bradley Braves are a great example of that. If you go to my site and, you're, and you sort by game rating, I think you have it's, it's a split between their positive ratings and their negative ratings. I think every single game, with the exception of one, has a positive rating that's a, of, of their home games. And then if you go the negative ratings, it's nothing but away from home action. So, I mean, you saw it again this weekend. They played at Drake. That was supposed to be a game they're going to be competitive in. They got blown out by 25. It's just a team that, for whatever reason, plays real well at home, and then they go on the road, and they are completely lost. I like that. Who are some uh, under-the-radar teams that maybe we should keep our eye out for? I still think, you know, people are just not believing in St. Mary's yet. And all the analytics sites right now are talking about St. Mary's and have them up there in the top 10. St. Mary's is, is you know, a lot of people I don't think really saw St. Mary's coming. I think that's a team that's probably a little bit under the radar. Um, beyond that, you know, Iowa State would be a team that I, I, you know, they've really performed really tough. They played hard against Kansas. Um, I think that's a team to keep your eye on. And then uh, if you're talking mid-majors, a team that just recently crept into our top 25 would be Boise State. Boise State's 14-4 and four out of the Mountain West. Um, they are, you know, a couple of Mountain West teams are really solid in there, including San Diego State. So I think that's could probably be another team to keep an eye on going forward. Just crept into the top 25, like I said. Um, solid team there as well. Great stuff. Eric, we really appreciate you hopping on. Eric Haslam, HaslamMetrics.com is a psycho. Check it out, Eric. We'll do it again soon. He was on the BuyThePhoenix.com. Guests on the Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit BuyThePhoenix.com. That's how you learn more. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you, you think about all the different metrics that are out there. There's a lot in college basketball, but this site's awesome. And there's different ways to look at yes. all the different teams. Uh, and we'll be checking out, of course, a lot as we move towards 
March Madness and the NCAA tournament. So that's uh, that's a, it's a cool site to check out. Go go there and uh, see what he has there. Coming up on the other side, we'll dive into the NFC. We don't know who's playing the 49ers yet, but we know who's playing the Eagles, the Giants in Philadelphia on Saturday. It's the night game. That number's already moved pretty significantly from where it opened. We'll hit that next on the Beck UL Network.